0: Hey guys, this is Jordan Bennett, and this is a date night at the movies, or how I spend my babysitter money, because that joke still hasn't gotten pulled yet. Uh, we're doing a slightly different format this time. Uh, you can hear the sound quality is gonna be a little different, because uh, I'm currently in Los Angeles, where Jessica is currently in Atlanta, kicking ass on a bunch of film sets. Uh, I've been working in studios and stuff out here and not being quite as impressive, but you know, doing my damnedest anyway. So slightly different format. Tonight is a platonic date night. Uh, I'm here with a very good friend of mine, Lennon Hobson. How you doing, Lennon?
1: I'm great. Thanks, Jordan.
0: So uh, tonight the movie is The Meg, and there's a very specific reason why we are doing this movie right now, because... Lennon, I mean, you and I, we've known each other for longer than we've been, like, friend friends.
1: Yeah. But I feel like I knew Jessica a lot better than I knew you when I first met her.
0: Most people do. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Lennon and I had this intense bonding experience. We did a group thing with a bunch of people uh, at the Harry Potter World at Universal here in L.A. when Jess and I still lived down here full time. Uh, and... Somehow the conversation got started on Deep Blue Sea, and she and I started rapping the LL Cool J song from the end of the movie. So it seemed very important that we have a platonic date night and watch The Meg together. It's actually
1: actually even better than that because you introduced me to that song. Really? Yes. So we were talking about Deep Blue Sea, and you had said my hat is like a shark's fin. And I was like, what is that? (laughs) And you said, you know, from Deep Blue Sea. And I was like... No, we just talked about Deep Lucy, and you were like, "No, no, the LL Cool J song," and then you showed it to me, and I proceeded to post it everywhere. Yeah.
0: It got to the point where anytime, because I've watched that music video a lot whenever I should be working, and uh, so it comes up in my like you know videos you might want to watch whenever I'm on YouTube, and it got to the point where every time it came up, I'd just be like
1: Lennon. Yeah, we when we tagged each other in it a lot because then it went around Facebook for a while after that. Yeah. And so we would tag each other in that post. And, and, and then you texted me actually not that long ago and said, hey, I want to talk to you about the project we're working on, and also, did you know there's a Deep Blue Sea 2? Because you're the only other human that would appreciate this.
0: Yeah, we have not watched Deep Blue Sea 2 yet. But but we need to. We're going to while I'm here, and it's going to be awful. It's going to be great. It's going to be awful. It's going to be awesome. That's the point, though. So, yeah, so long story short, that is why we saw the Meg. So uh, one thing Jessica and I, we always start off with is just kind of, you know, we, we rate the movie. How, how, what do you think about it? So, like, I guess for this one, let's do uh, Disembodied Whale Tales. On a scale from 1 to 5, how many Disembodied Whale Tales would you give this movie? Ooh, is
1: is 5 the highest? Yeah, it's like a star okay. system, okay, but so we're cheeky
0: like, because we're funny.
1: Right, so out of out of Disembodied Whale Tales, I'm going to give this movie a, a 4.3.
0: A 4.3, okay. Yes. I will give this movie a solid 3 out of 5.
1: That's valid. Yeah,
0: just because, like... It hit hit my expectations. I seriously like. I'm pretty sure in every episode that Jess and I have done, it comes up that we're like, "God, I don't want to see the Meg," <laughs> but really, yeah.
1: I was really excited to see the Meg. I I love bad shark movies. Well,
0: my thing about it is that, and the movie kind of lived up to this expectation again. Like I enjoyed it. Definitely, I would recommend seeing this movie. Yeah, but. My thing about it is that it didn't look good enough to be good, and it didn't look bad enough to be good either.
1: Oh, I so disagree. I thought it looked terrible, and that's what made me want to see it. It actually, it wasn't as terrible as I thought it was going to be. It was pretty much exactly what I wanted. Yeah. Um, I liked watching Jason Statham be his serious Jason Statham character in the context of a ridiculous monster sci-fi movie. He
0: kind of seemed like he was in a different movie.
1: Like, that made me really happy. Um... I liked the 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 quippy witty homages to to Jaws that were very blatant mm-hmm. without being um, without it trying to be Jaws, which it very much did not try to be Jaws, and I appreciated that.
0: I will say that I, I'm about to compliment the Meg on its restraint, which I did. Right. I did not think I was about to no, say. No, no,
1: it's but like yeah. it,
0: they never did da 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 da. Uh, the, um, the homages to Jaws, so I'm gonna go on ahead and say spoilers, because we're probably gonna be jumping around a little bit. You yeah. know, we, we warn you guys on this every time, if you haven't figured it out by now, that's on you.
1: But also, if you're spoiled by the Meg, then I'm gonna question how much you should see this movie. Right. Because there's really not a way to spoil this movie.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's an experience, and we went and saw it with, uh, Cassie and Lachlan, and we all had a grand old time. Yes. But, but... I will say that the homages to Jaws that it did was pretty subtle. Like it had the dog, of course, which like I told you, I actually, that's the one thing I looked up before I went and saw the movie, just because I've been out in LA for two weeks and I'm homesick and I miss my dogs. You miss your dogs, absolutely. Uh, Spoiler alert, they don't actually eat the dog. The dog lives at the end of the movie. So
1: if you are one of those humans like Jordan and myself who really can't handle it (laughs) when there's a dog in a movie that gets killed. Yeah. Rest assured, you can go see the Meg because the dog lives.
0: Right, that that was really like the one caveat. <laughs> if it said the dog actually dies, it was gonna be like Lennon. Let's just do an episode on Deep Blue Sea <laughs> Two, um, which we would have. Right, but like we the, probably still will. Yeah, no, we that may end up happening. <laughs> we may just do like a one-two punch of shark movies, you know. <laughs> Uh, but no, so like the dog's name is Pippin, which is I'm I'm pretty sure that's the name of the dog from Jaws. Whenever uh, that sounds right, yeah. And then they have the whole scene where the kid wants to go in the water and his mom right. doesn't want him to, which is also from Jaws. And the way that the Meg dies at the end, n- uh, not specifically the method of death, but how like it's it's kind of like sinking in its own blood. That was very similar to the last time you see the shark in Jaws in the first one. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: I think uh, I I. I definitely when I when I go see a shark thriller, mm-hmm. and I, and I I've had this discussion with multiple um, film buffs on on social media as well, which is like how do you how do you categorize shark thrillers? Mm-hmm.
0: I remember that one. And
1: so I, I because I was having trouble categorizing like Forty Seven Meters Down because it wasn't as silly as The Meg. Uh-huh. So for those of you who saw Forty Seven Meters Down, it was like a little bit more of a psychological emotional thriller than it was a straight up monster movie, mm-hmm. but it had monster movie elements?
0: Yeah. Well, it's kind of like, did you ever see Open Water? Yeah. So, Open Water is not a traditional horror movie. No. It's, yeah, it's
1: more of a drama. Yeah.
0: Um, okay, so I guess this is a good time to ask before we dive too deep into the mega Your history with shark movies. Oh. Have, have you always been a fan of shark movies? <laughs> yes. Well,
1: for, first of all, my, my history with movies is that I'm a, I'm a horror movie and fantasy person. Mm-hmm. And so I think for me, what shark movies are is a combination of of horror and fantasy if you if you actually boil down why i like them
0: Th- that's true but i mean i i guess you could consider shark movies fantasy because no shark is as aggressive to humans as they are ever portrayed as being
1: no all all shark movies have an element of science fiction right, right? and this is why i had the discussion of how how, how do you categorize a, a shark movie are they shark thrillers are they monster movies are they sci-fi are they thrillers like jaws was really the the so Jaws is really the the classic shark movie mm-hmm. right like you could take it back to Creature of the Black Lagoon but that was a creature human not a shark right so if you're going back to the original you're going back to Jaws which was the first one to do this
0: mm-hmm.
1: it was a monster horror movie created on the suspense of the idea of a man eating shark right. a giant man eating shark mm-hmm. so there was an element of science fiction but it was not about the science right. Shark movies nowadays are less about the suspense and the horror and more about the science fiction part. And that came from the sci-fi channel with all of its Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus and Sharknado and all that.
0: Well, what's interesting on that, so a, a, a lot of those movies are now basically what Roger Corman's film studio have evolved into. Right. Like, he's EPing camp, on
1: all of those. Camp sci-fi. But
0: what's interesting is that whenever Jaws first came out, do you know what his reaction to it was? No. He, I can't remember who he was talking to, it... It may not have been anybody who we would recognize, but somebody like James Cameron or Bill Paxton or sure. somebody in his repertoire, and he said, have you seen this Jaws movie? He did what we do right.
1: Yeah, yeah absolutely. Because it, it's
0: a movie that should have just been a schlocky B movie.
1: Right, but it wasn't. It's actually considered one of the greatest suspense movies of all time right. by a lot of like film ec- experts. Is that a thing? I don't know. Can you be an expert on art? I guess. I guess you can if you uh, want that, to That's it.
0: a conversation for another day.
1: <laughs> but I mean, really, it's, it's held up as like one of the greatest horror movies right. or or, it, or suspense movies of all time. And if, and if you look at what Spielberg did with that movie, mm-hmm. it was incredibly suspenseful. People were scared to go in the water for decades. People are still scared to go in the water after they watch that movie. And, and people who saw it at a young age developed a fear of sharks oh, yeah. across I, the board.
0: I grew up landlocked right. and still terrified of like swimming pools, you right.
1: know? Because as soon as you're in a swimming pool and someone starts humming the theme from Jaws, mm-hmm. you your instinct is to get out of the water.
0: Uh, Alright, so obviously we are both huge fans of the original Jaws. Right. What, uh, in a nutshell, what are your feelings on Jaws 2?
1: Ah! <laughs> Alright, not even close to what they are in the first Jaws. Right. Uh, Jaws 2 was like a bad... Jaws 2 is kind of what I think started the shark thriller trend, yeah. right? So so Jaws was like this really great even with all of its problems, perfect suspense horror mm-hmm. film about a killer shark. Jaws 2 was like a weird, warped sci-fi Tried to be still scary version of Jaws one that didn't really land.
0: The way that I always like to describe it is Jaws two is really what Jaws should have been.
1: Right, except Spielberg is like
0: he's better. He's better than he's that. He's better than that. All right, that. so yeah. Jaws three.
1: God, I don't even remember Jaws three. That's where one with the. Oh, that's oh yeah. <laughs> yeah okay. I do remember Jaws yeah, three the
0: now. That's the time travel. That's
1: right. Oh jeez. Um yeah, no. That's not even on Yeah. That's not even on right. the list. Jaws
0: the revenge. Or this it's, time it's personal.
1: Now see, now I'm getting confused. I'm getting them all mixed up. So so the other problem that happens with shark movies is because they all have an element of similarity, mm-hmm. now I'm now I'm like melding them. So I've I've seen Ghost Shark. Um, which is absurd, and if you wanna laugh and have a fun popcorn sleep overnight, that is a great one because mm. it is hysterical and so bad. Um and I, and I've seen both Sharknadoes,
0: mm-hmm.
1: or I've seen one and two. I don't know if there's a third. There's one like four yet. of them. Now. And I saw Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus, which which is hilarious if you want to like mystery science theater. But it's is, it's is way that too the, long. Is that
0: the one where the shark eats the airplane? Yes. Okay. It's great. Yeah.
1: Um, I mean, it's not. It's terrible, but it's it's really hilarious. Mm-hmm. And and then you have ones that get like bigger budgets than the sci-fi ones. So you have like The Shallows, mm-hmm. and I I would almost consider Deep Blue Sea kind of in that category I, it's I, it's like i would
0: put deep blue sea for me that's kind of like in jaws 2 territory right, right where that's like, how i feel too yeah. i know it's not a great movie but, but i really will fun. stop what i'm doing to watch it yes
2: well and
1: that's how i feel about the meg i put yeah. meg in that same category so so recently we had this trend of making these like Serious shark movies like like Jaws, mm-hmm. right? So everything is always kind of trying to be similar to Jaws. Right. But with its own twist. Mm-hmm. And I think The Shallows was decently successful at, at doing a, a fun twist on the Jaws story, mm-hmm. um, even though the shark behaves nothing like a real shark. And I think 47 Meters Down did the same kind of thing. It, it, was, it was more a thriller than it was a monster movie, and it had a lot of other elements to it. But the main component was, what if you're trapped in shark-infested waters? Right. Um, and, and Meg actually doesn't go into the what if you're trapped in shark infested waters. It goes into a a different sci-fi territory, which is what if we awaken Mm -hmm. and somehow bring to the surface this giant prehistoric monster that we don't know anything about and can't fight like we normally would a regular shark. Okay.
0: So did you read the book at all?
1: I did not. Okay. I I didn't even know it was a book until we watched the credits tonight.
0: Right. I, I read the book. Okay. Uh, I actually read it on mine and Jessica's honeymoon, which was on a cruise, which is kind of weird, but uh, but I read it. It's it's not bad. It takes itself so seriously.
1: Oh really? Yeah.
0: It's like I. It's like Diet Michael Crichton. Diet
1: <laughs> Michael Crichton. <Yeah. laughs> okay.
0: So so one thing I was thinking when we were watching the movie, and we'll be kind of skipping around this whole time, uh, but like. You know, I tried not to talk as much about it at the end. Like, still being social with, like, Cassie and Lachlan because I didn't want to, like, bum them out. But I was like, okay, I gotta save a lot of these thoughts for the podcast. Because, like, Jessica and I, we do not talk about the movie until we're Until recording. you get that. Sure, yeah. I
2: get that. Um,
0: but, uh, they actually took three things out of the, like... Out of the movie that were in the book that would have elevated it to ri- the ridiculous level that I was kind of hoping it would be.
1: Now, do you mean ridiculous level as in good or ridiculous level as in bad? As, hilarious as in,
0: as in, what were you thinking? This is awesome. Type okay. Of thing. So okay. like, like sh- but
1: more of a Sharknado territory. Like, but like sh- deep blue sea territory. Yeah,
0: more deep blue sea. Okay. Okay. So I'm the back. first thing is that the first chapter in the book it takes place in uh, prehistoric times. And it's obviously not the same Meg that's in the book, right. but it introduces a Megdalon. Now, it ends with the Meg eating a Tyrannosaurus Rex alive.
1: That's cool. Yeah, I would have loved to watch that.
0: Right. So that I'd get
1: really good money to see that. That's
0: how it starts, that's and so great. so. And one thing I had to bite my tongue so hard not to jump in on this part of the conversation, but you were talking about so in the movie the way that the Meg escapes into warmer waters... <laughs> right, oh yeah. ...is that the submarine <laughs> containing Hero from Heroes <laughs> blows up, which create which, uh, like, moves the geothermic vent, to the heat from that vent, which keeps, like, underneath... The
1: Mediterranean in- Trench. Yes. So, it, so it, their, their, their theory is that the Mediterranean... Is it the, It's the Mediterranean?
0: not Mediterranean, it's Chinese. Right.
1: Yeah. Uh sorry, what what am I thinking of? The the Mariana Mariana Mariana. Yeah. What's that what it's called?
0: It, well, there's the Mariana's trench, which is like Somewhere in between, like, Africa and South America, I think. And
1: so his theory was that that's the deepest that we think the ocean floor is, but I think there's something deeper. Right.
0: Basically, what looks like sand is like a cloud of some, I couldn't remember what it was, science, 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 science. Which,
1: which, which was at a specific temperature. Right. And so theoretically, there's, there's all this sea life underneath what we think the actual sea floor is. Mm-hmm. Which, like, I've I've kind of heard that theory in passing. Yeah. Discussions in in relate. This is gonna sound weird, but in relationship to Nessie discussions, because I actually uh, part of my shark fascination followed me to Scotland. Mm-hmm. And I actually went to the Nessie Museum.
0: Okay, the guy who wrote the Meg wrote a book about Nessie.
1: Right, it's, the, I, it's the same
0: theory. It's called the Loch. I highly yes. recommend you read it. I, I will read it. I that think sounds you would great. Enjoy that.
1: So, so the so in, in in this is the same theory that, that that the Scottish folk use to describe why they think there is a Loch Ness monster. Mm-hmm. So that's why I was like somewhat familiar with this theory in yeah. passing, which is that like there's a, a cave in Loch Ness that went down deep underneath what we think is the ocean floor, and that's how Nessie gets in. Okay, read, Which is a ridiculous theory, by the way, and not possible. Right,
0: read the book. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> um, but so basically there's like this layer of like like an underwater cloud is how I'm going to describe <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, that's just how I this, describe just it Just for the movie. sake of moving on the conversation. That separates the cold water that we think is at the bottom of the sea and the warm water that's being heated up by the, ge- the geothermic vents where the Meg is actually living. So whenever the submarine explodes at the bottom of that, it basically opens up like a warm pathway for the Meg to swim up through that closes after it dissipates. Science.
1: The shark gets out. Yes.
0: So, but in the book, What's ridiculous about it? So like they're towing, they're towing the thing up, right? And mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it, like that's the same story. I can't remember, but you know, a male megalon attacks it and gets tangled up in the towing, right? Okay. And it starts cutting itself and bleeding. Okay. Right as they're about to pass where like it couldn't survive, where it was going to get really cold, uh-huh. a female megalon comes and attacks that one that's all tangled up, and it's literally bathed in its blood that keeps it warm until it makes it to the warmer waters.
1: So ridiculous warmth theory. Right. So, is what that, we're dealing with. so
0: that's kind of what I like. What I was expecting, but they tried to get really sciency on it. And you mean you heard us try and fumble our way through that explanation? Yeah, we
1: we were we were a little like, wait a minute. But but then I I, I turned to Jordan and I was like, hey man. It's a Megalodon yeah. movie. We gotta let that go. So You have to let a lot of the script go, and a yeah. lot of the plot holes go Go if you watch Megalodon. And honestly, I didn't go to see Megalodon for correct science and right. good script.
0: Right. But you just let your eyes glaze over for <laughs> that part of the movie. But um, So the last ridiculous thing that I really think that would have just elevated this movie into oh, my God, I can't believe they did that territory. So at the end of the movie, there are two Megs, by the way, in this movie. They capture and kill the first one, and then all of a sudden the second one comes up and jumps on the boat and eats the carcass of the first one. That
1: that was my favorite part of the entire movie, Mm -hmm. and that was my favorite homage to Jaws. Right. Because in Jaws, when they catch the tiger shark, mm-hmm. and the whole town thinks it's safe, and everybody gets back in the water, right. and then you realize that there's another shark that is the real Jaws, and, and when they did that in this movie, I pretty much knew right away. I was like, well, he's still got 40 minutes yeah. left. That's not that. It's, it's kind
0: of like whenever you watch that movie, Speed, and they're like, is the bus going to make the gap in the interstate? And you're like, yeah, because this movie's halfway through. Right. But, so... So they end up killing the Meg at the end of the movie. He slices its stomach and then stabs it in the eye. And as it's kind of dying... With the drug, right? Right.
1: Yeah, with the Uh, shark tranquilizer.
0: Other sharks come and eat it and everything. Now, in the book, Um, the way that they kill the Meg is he literally takes that submarine and drives it into the Meg's mouth. That's
1: what I thought was going to happen. And cuts
0: through its stomach. So to me, that's like if you were gonna go like sci-fi like sci-fi channel level of schlock, like that's what they should have done. So I mean it and the way that they ended it, it still worked. Uh, it was
1: fine. I, I definitely thought Jason Statham was gonna die. Yeah. Like I definitely was like, Oh, you're gonna sacrifice yourself to see where this is going. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they did they did kill enough people in the movie that that, you know, they kind of set you up for that.
0: So one question I have on this movie, and I wanna get your opinion on it. Do you think it was like A bad movie that was well made or a good movie that was poorly made? Because I'm kind of waffling on this.
1: I think it was self-aware enough to know that it wasn't going to be that serious while still wanting to be a family film. That's uh-huh. what I think.
0: It, it was weird how many small children were in that movie theater, well, right? Well, and
1: here's the thing. I, I thought it too until we were about halfway through the movie and I was like, actually this is sentimental enough to be a family film. Yeah.
0: I mean, they did have the cute kid. And I will say I did love that kid in that. movie. The kid the movie. was funny yeah. and
1: it was heartwarming and, mm-hmm. and there was like a familial aspect because they made you care about the characters who died so that you felt bad when they got eaten by the shark yeah but it was self-aware enough to know that it wanted to be a sci-fi shark movie that looked cool Mm -hmm. was it a great script no uh was it really fun yes
0: now one thing i will say like you know and i i tend to i tend i'm probably overthinking the meg uh but um, one thing I will say is that I was a little distracted that the CGI wasn't better.
1: Yes, I said that in the car. Yeah. I, I said, I'm a little disappointed that they didn't do a Jaws and make an animatronic
0: yeah. shot. Well, and like, I knew that they weren't going to do that the whole way through. The main thing is that, and there I will say, there's some shots where the CGI actually looks pretty pretty
1: good yeah you know? all the close-ups of its face were pretty good there
0: there were parts of it though where it did kind of seem like deep blue sea level of cgi <laughs> yeah which I, that, I, that I was agree. fine for almost 20 years ago but um but you know i mean like it was it was fine uh i did think that for as like expensive of a movie as this was that yeah the shark should have looked better
1: and like I definitely remember thinking that the sharks looked pretty good in um, forty seven meters down, although that was very very dark, and uh-huh. they did that on purpose so that you couldn't tell if the CGI was yeah. bad. Um, but yeah, I, I did I did notice the sharks were so even the even the regular sharks that yeah. weren't monster sharks looked really bad, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of what what I think made the mega self-aware film yeah like it was like everybody knows it's megalodon right but one of my other favorite things about it is as soon as they find out there's a monster down there and they're trying to figure out what it is they like see a glimpse of it and the little girl says i see a monster and they look at the shark bite on the window and he goes it's megalodon immediately and well, no one questions
0: you, it. So, so you're actually mixing up two parts of the movie. Am where, I? Yeah, where he says it's a megalodon is whenever he like goes down to save the submarine.
1: Oh, he does see yeah. it. That's but, right. But, but like, but re- still, like, well, no, what? no, no.
0: no. You you're correct on your thinking there because like the whole like the whole thing is that. You know they bring him out from retirement, and I'm we t- I, Jessica and I talked about this entering Jurassic World. Did you see Jurassic World? I yet? didn't
1: see the second one. Yeah. I haven't seen it yet. Okay. I really it, want to. It's
0: it's fine. Go see it. But like they literally get Chris Pratt into it, and he's like building himself a cabin. And I like I immediately check out in sequels whenever they reintroduce the character and he's chopping wood or building a cabin <laughs> or something like that. So this time they just make Jason Statham a raging alcoholic, which I'm cool. Which with. Which was hilarious yeah. and great. But like he he. He and his two partners go on a rescue mission to rescue, like, a wrecked submarine, and then he has to leave his partners behind, because if he doesn't, everybody else will die. Right. Uh, so, like, it's not like he's, like, a disgraced shark expert or anything like that. (laughs) Like, and apparently he did get atta- like the submarine they hint that it got attacked by a megalodon right and that's what he tells people and, people and think he's, he's crazy, crazy. Yeah. yeah they they, uh, but,
1: they made that very clear but they
0: never they never make the jump like make the the connection on why he thinks well something attacked that sub it must be a megalodon it, he you just
2: know.
1: thinks it is yeah he
0: just think yeah and then so he <laughs> gets down there and he's like it's a megalodon and i knew like, it you and were right everyone
1: questions it. yeah and there's like one throwaway line way later after you've already seen the megalodon like six times where they're like we called all these other countries and everyone thinks we're crazy and i'm like right because that's right. nuts well and the
0: great thing is that the this is literally a room full of scientists <laughs> yeah. and the scientific method just gets thrown out the window They were
1: like yep that's what it is yeah, it's wh- a, clearly no other explanation it's a megalodon yeah which is hysterical because mm-hmm. I, I feel like I feel like in real life if, if a megalodon were to appear there would be lots of questions and lots of like who engineered this? Yeah. Like
0: Like we wouldn't ne- like well, I d I don't know if we would necessarily think it must have been hiding in the ocean. But no. we we, mu- we would have probably thought, you know, what's Monsanto done now? Right. You know? Right.
1: The radioactive shark, yeah. yeah. Um I actually I was surprised they didn't go with the thawing out theory. That's yeah. what I thought it was going to be. Uh-huh. I thought it was going to be like a, a Megalodon was frozen in the in the ice. Well, but I mean you already you it.
0: already got that mega shark. We uh, oh, yeah, did. That's yeah. true. So I yeah. mean they had to keep it original, right? Right, right. Now, there were a couple of times in this movie where I were, you know, if we're talking about like the scientist's motivation of just being like, <laughs> "Yes, it's a Megalodon without without being like, well no, let's look at let's every possible Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but and, like, like, nobody cares. Yeah, where character motivations went completely out the window. For one thing, the adorable eight-year-old girl, how does she know how to take the elevator down to, like, under the sea?
1: How does... The, like, no, like, I'm sorry. Like, who
0: gave the eight-year-old security clearance? She's
1: also on the ship at the end when they are actively fighting the shark. Well, like, I was like, wait, wait, wait. You took the eight-year-old on the shark fighting boat? Yeah. And then the shark gets on the boat and capsizes the boat and the eight-year-old's in the water? Like, what? Yeah.
2: Hey, Jordan, is it really fun to try to find a healthy place to eat with me?
0: God, no. My body runs off of sugar and processed food and yours decidedly does not.
2: (laughs) That's fair. So if you happen to be in Atlanta, definitely head down to Peachtree City to the Fit Kitchen ATL. The Fit Kitchen is a premier fast casual design, your own salads, wraps, and poke bowls restaurant. As fit as you want to be. So head on down to Peachtree City, Georgia, and whether you want to be as fit as a stuntwoman or healthy as a composer. Let's
0: aim for slightly above composer body.
2: (laughs) Then you definitely need to head down to the Fit Kitchen ATL. So you can follow on Instagram at The Fit Kitchen ATL. Again, The Fit Kitchen ATL. Or the website, www.thefitkitchenatl.com. Again, www.thefitkitchenatl.com.
1: Okay, so I was disappointed in two things. My, my absolute favorite shot in the entire movie is when the giant megalodon eats the baby megalodon that they thought they caught. Mm-hmm. Um, because it flops... It eats a human and it flops onto the boat. And that's just my favorite thing in well, movies well, ever.
0: That was one of my places where his character motivation goes out the window. So, like, one of the guys who had survived an attack earlier he wants to get his picture taken with the with the dead shark, and it's like, you know, hoisted up in a crane.
1: Just like in Jaws. Yeah.
0: And so, whenever he's getting his picture taken, they make it drop a little bit, and he, like, falls into the water, and then he's like, oh, and everybody's laughing because it's a joke. And then all of a sudden the shark comes up and eats him, and eats the other shark, and there's never a thought where anybody's like, oh my God, if I hadn't have done that, my friend might still be alive. <laughs> like, they're, they're just like, they're, it's literally like, oh, nothing could have stopped this. I'm like, well, yeah, maybe if you didn't put him in the water, you wouldn't be crashing around. Yeah, maybe your
1: friend not being in the water. Although, to be fair, it did flop onto the boat.
0: Yeah. And
1: they didn't linger on the shot quite long enough for me, probably because the CGI wasn't good enough. Uh Uh-huh. But I love sharks doing ridiculous, unshark like things. Mm -hmm. It's very amusing to me in movies when they become like monsters. And and for some reason, there's something very satisfying. And this is like... Across the board, most humans really like this. Like, if you go see Godzilla, you want him to stomp around the city. Right. If you go see Jurassic Park, you want to watch a Tyrannosaurus destroy things. Mm-hmm. Like, it's very, very satisfying. When you're a little kid and you build, like, block cities, you want to smash right. them. So there, so there's, like, something in, insanely satisfying about when you go see a shark movie, watching the shark eat things mm-hmm. is very important. Right. And I was... I was... I loved the boat shot, and I wanted, like, one more of those. Because yeah. I, there weren't quite enough. And then they kept... The helicopters were so close to the surface. I
0: was just, literally just about to ask you that. Were you as bummed out as I was that the shark did not eat the helicopter? I'm (laughs)
1: really bummed out that the Megalodon didn't try to eat a helicopter. I I was expecting it. I was ready for it. When the helicopters got close, I was like, shark's going to eat them. Mm -hmm. And when they didn't, when they bumped into each other, I was like, did they do that as a red herring on purpose? Or did they run out of shark money? Like... They set us up for the shark to eat the helicopter, Mm -hmm. and it would have been really satisfying to watch, and then they didn't.
0: No, they did. I feel like that
1: was a missed opportunity.
0: I think that was a missed opportunity. I will say that I will commend them for following through and having the shark eat the guy in the inflatable bubble.
1: Yes. Yeah. We all wanted it, (laughs) and we needed it.
0: Um... I, I lost I lost track of the body count in the beach. M- not because I think so many people got killed, but because no. I was surprised how many people survived.
1: Yeah, me too. Yeah. It didn't go on a blood massacre. Now, I'm not sure if the movie did that on purpose. Well, all
0: right, so here's what I've heard, just from like interviews and stuff like that, is that they had gone into... This movie has been in development hell for like something like 15 years. Yeah,
1: because probably people fought over what they wanted to be, a horror movie or a comedy.
0: Right. Like I think Eli Roth was gonna do it at one point, but oh God. but the rumor is whether this is true. Would have been
1: so much blood if he'd done it.
0: Well, the rumor is whether it's true or not is that he wanted to direct it. He also wanted to play Jonas. And okay. I, yes, and I don't think anybody was ready for to give. Nobody
1: Eli Roth wants
0: that much Eli power. Roth to play Jonas. Right, but so like. So, whenever they finally got the crew and, and everybody together, uh, John Turtletop, Jason mm-hmm. Statham, everybody, they set out to make a really gory R-rated movie.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, but then, like, once they had finished filming, because you, you know that it didn't take long for them to film no. this. Most of this went into post-production. Yeah, most of it was CGI. But by the time they were doing post-production, the studio had come in and said, we want it to be PG-13. You can't, movie, you can't yeah. do all the effects and shots that you had originally set out to do. Which everybody was a little disappointed on. So, and like, and the one thing they said is like, yeah, we're not, you're not going to see deleted scenes on this because literally we would have to go back and almost remake the movie to make it as bloody as we wanted to make.
1: That's interesting to me. I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that choice.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, I think it certainly worked. I, I don't agree. people said it wasn't bad enough to be funny, and I, I disagree with that. I think it mm-hmm. was bad enough to be funny. Uh, I think it was intentionally campy. I think the reason that people felt like it's a little too clean to be funny and still not good is because of the family element right Because well, they clearly wanted to make a family film. and I think I think if if anybody were to complain about it, that would be where I think they went wrong. Yeah. Because there was a lot on this movie that they did right.
0: No, yeah, I will agree with that. I mean, this was like a something like a hundred and fifty million dollar movie, like you know, really expensive. Yeah. So you, so I mean, you can't blame the studio for th- for having that line of thinking because already, like you know, I think the movie made something like fifty million dollars U.S. this weekend. Well, like, and clearly which it, it
1: worked because a lot of families were there with young children. Right,
0: but like, like if you think about it. Nowadays, the way that box offices work, $50 million in an opening weekend is pretty good. Yeah. But you can expect, like, 60% of that to drop off. Right. So they're already going to have trouble recouping their costs on this. Right. Now, I... I usually have a pretty good sense of product placement. I didn't get any overly product placement stuff in here. They, there, was,
1: there was Coke, but that was about it. And there Coke, was Heineken.
0: Heineken. Was there Under Armour? Was that one of them? Or, uh, probably.
1: Yeah. I, I feel like I remember seeing that on him twice. Cause like,
0: they're all wearing that type of stuff. They are, yeah. But I couldn't yeah. tell if it was Under Armour or not.
1: I feel like I remember seeing that logo. Yeah. Might not have been them. But, it might have been something like them. But
0: this was also like a hardcore <laughs> U.S. and China uh Partnership on this because in the book, the whole thing in the book is that it actually comes from the Marianas Trench, uh,
1: right? That's what they talk about in the movie, yeah. But, but then they're
0: in Hong Kong, <laughs> right? Well, that's that's because they've bent, they've bent themselves so far backwards to make this a co Chinese production. I see, I see, yeah. So, like, they Marianas so is what I meant. yeah, if you if you would actually like if you read the book and you are expecting things from the book, which again, you probably shouldn't because it's the Meg. <laughs> Uh, but, um, but, like, it's obvious in the first 20 minutes of that movie how much they're being, like, you know, this is China, this is China, this is China, this is China. And if you're cynical like me, you know it's because they were trying to keep that Chinese money flowing. Uh, I did think at the end of the movie, so, like, I can't remember if I said this or if I just hinted at it, but basically he cuts the shark's stomach open, stabs it in the eye, and then a bunch of other sharks come around there. Now, this is all within eyesight of what they say is one of the most densely populated beaches in the world. <laughs> right. And there's literally, like, 30 sharks that come up there. And I'm just like... No, it's way more than 30. Yeah, maybe They're... this isn't... This was, like, an Aquaman level of sharks, right? Yeah, it was so many. I'm sitting there like, you know, maybe this wasn't the best place to put a beach. Like, it's kind of like there's, like... Is like Seal Beach somewhere in like right. middle California where, like, they're like, no, don't go swimming there because there's, there's seals and there's sharks. great white sharks. Like, that's literally like entire episodes there of shark
1: Week. A bunch of hammerheads. Yeah.
0: And that's another thing. I was like, I don't know if these species of sharks actually like swim in the same circle. Yeah, <laughs> you know? there was a like lot. Like, there's like hammerheads and they're tiger great sharks, whites. great whites. Yeah, there were a
1: lot. It that was, was That was a bit much. It was
0: a little distracting.
1: Um, I but see I I I think I forgive that kind of stuff in something like The Meg because mm-hmm. I'm not expecting accurate science. Right. I'm not expecting even a level of forty seven meters down, which had a little bit of suspense, and I'm definitely not expecting a Jaws level movie. I'm expecting a movie with shark jokes, monster movie faux pas mm-hmm. and jaws homages. And I and I think it I think for for an overall film it did that. Yeah. I really enjoyed watching Jason Statham be his usual serious character in a ridiculous sci fi monster mm-hmm. movie setting. That was very enjoyable to me. And this
0: is definitely a movie to watch in a group, too. Like, you know, because, like, our theater was packed, and, like, everybody was having fun, except for the crying kid in front of us, but I could do a whole episode just on that. Nobody (laughs) wants to hear it. Uh, But, like, it's definitely one to watch in a group, because it's just ridiculous.
1: It's laughable. It's very, very fun. Jason Statham has a lot of one-liners. There's a lot of Jaws homages. There's a couple Mm -hmm. of Shark Week jokes. Now, where
0: there are a couple of places where... I just got distracted with the level of, like, oh, you can see the filmmaking in here. You know, part of it was, like I said, character motivations. Uh, Part of it was uh, the fact that there were, like, 50 sharks of 30 different species at the end in, like, in sight of the most densely populated beach in China. The
1: part that got Lachlan and I really bad was the the fiber optic shark cage or whatever that (laughs) had a shitty bottom and top.
0: Right, yeah, so, like... So and that's another thing that they took from the from the book. Uh in the book they have like the shark the shark cage, which isn't really a cage. In the book it's made yeah. out of Lexin, and this one they have uh the chick from Orange is the New Black, uh talk she, about like all the scientific stuff in it. Yeah, she
1: made basically an indestructible shark cage. Yeah.
0: And like I mean, she did it well because the Meg couldn't bite through there. So it started
1: to swallow the cage. How it f- which yeah. was hilarious and great.
0: However, the the cage literally has like like, fencing at the top and the bottom. Made that's, of metal. Yes. Yeah, that, no, like, literally, it looks rusted.
1: Like chicken wire. <laughs> which, which, when you're watching a movie, like, 47 meters down, and they want that to be a plot point mm-hmm. of, like, a plausibility factor you yeah. get. But you're like, wait, you just talked about how this cage is indestructible, and yet the bottom and the top is made of the flimsiest normal metal. Like, why did we not think to just put the whole tube in the... Yeah. In the indestructible stuff. That and was... That was... I didn't understand that. I didn't
0: buy it that he had such a hard time opening up the top as well, like, whenever the shark swam away. Uh, because... Because, like...
1: <laughs> is this the scene where they go in the shark... Cha- where the shark is chasing the boat? Mm-hmm. Okay. This was absurd, and I really enjoyed it. But, like, so much stuff happens in this. So she's, she's trapped in the cage. The shark is trying to swallow the thing. Then they bait the shark away from the cage, and then her oxygen is compromised. Mm -hmm. So she's, like, about to pass out. So Jason Statham is trying to open the shark cage underwater with, like, one scuba tank. Mm -hmm. And he's having trouble, and the Meg comes back, and he opens it from the bottom and gets her out just as the Meg, like, eats it, or is it... Oh, it falls. It sinks. So, so So then the witch snaps, and the crane goes. So so then the guys on the boat set up a trap to capture this megalodon, and it actually works, uh, which I also didn't understand that. I was like, there's some plot holes here, some yeah. shots were left out. How did it get? But essentially, they, they hook it with the bait, and then they they, re- they basically reel it in like a fish, which I was like, eh, I think you yeah. need a bigger boat for that. Mm-hmm. I also missed, I, I think there was a missed opportunity for we're going to need a bigger boat. But you, you
0: have to appreciate the restraint that they showed, though. <sighs>
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, like yeah. I mean, you you've heard me say how much I had to like remind myself that it's on, that's only a movie about a megalodon, <laughs> but like that's one where I'm like, no, let's let's give it up for him there, you know. Um yeah, it
1: but that shark chase was very enjoyable. It,
0: it was enjoyable. The part there... That
1: bad CGI aside, it was very yeah. enjoyable. The
0: part there that distracted me was the fact that, like, so Jason Statham is, like, you know, pulling himself down on the <laughs> oh, steel wire. Yes. And then, like, it literally, like, yanks him, but no blood happens. Yeah. And, yeah. And he
1: stays on, and then he, like, rides the megalodon for a minute. Yeah. That part was pretty funny.
0: Now, uh... Oh, I was just going to say something about this whole this whole sequence here. Oh, so... We, it
1: was a lot. It was a very dense sequence. Yeah,
0: there was a lot going on. What I will say is that I, I will applaud the movie for keeping the scale of the shark the same throughout the whole time. Like, obviously, the second shark is a lot bigger but like yeah. during during the advertisement <laughs> when they
1: first caught it i was like uh uh-uh. yeah. but you're right
0: in in the advertisements uh like you can't get a sense of what they want the shark to be because right. like you know when you see like the, it coming up and about to like eat the He's woman so up big. Long- yeah like it it's like that is like a god level size shark you know it's huge. Um, like a giant so trench. so i was glad that i didn't have to remind myself how big the shark was throughout the whole movie like that part actually did make sense
1: yeah they um, kept that pretty pretty much the the same so
0: the very last shot in the movie after they kill the shark and it sinks to the bottom and everybody's together and then he's (laughs) gonna go on vacation with the uh with the unfairly beautiful chinese woman and her unfairly adorable daughter uh then it like the camera goes underwater, and then it progressively gets darker and darker. And I was waiting for one last jump scare or them to set up a sequel or something like that. Yeah, it me does too. go into the credits, but I think that was kind of a cowardly way for them to try and keep the sequel going because now they can just say if the if the movie doesn't do well, they can just say, "Oh well, we meant it to tell an open ended or a closed story. That's why we ended it that way." Or if it does well and they want to do a sequel, it's like, well, maybe we were saying you don't know what else is in the water. So, like, I wish they would have just picked something and committed to it, you know?
1: Yeah, I, I definitely don't think that this movie is, like... I, I, think it, I think it was self-aware enough to know what it is. Uh,
0: you know, and that's the thing, too. I hear myself saying all of this, and I'm just like, it's the Meg. It's you know? literally <laughs> a
1: movie about a megalodon shark mm. terrorizing
0: humans yeah which is great now i will say and for those of you who listened already you know jessica and i have already talked about how hard of a time we had in jurassic world because that movie is designed to make animal lovers feel bad uh you'll see whenever you actually see it like don't watch, don't watch it at a at an overly emotional time. Sure. Uh, just because it is designed to make animal lovers.
1: That's feel what bad. Cassie kind of said about this one. Well, she pre- she kind of felt like it was a little bit trying to make people feel guilty about whale killing. Yeah, yeah,
0: and that that was a whole thing. And they
1: also did the shark fin soup reference. Right, like
0: they they and like you know I'm fine with that because I am not a fan of shark poachers obviously. Right. Uh, and, or whale
1: potion. Yeah,
0: and they, you know, they save the dog at the end of the movie, and that's great. Uh, for if you're animal lovers, there is a really. We won't tell exactly what it is because I don't want to bum people out right now, but there is a hard moment with a whale.
2: That,
1: yeah, that one here's I think had a harder it time. It would have been yeah. way harder if it was humans. I. So here's here's my issue here's my issue with animal movies. Mm-hmm. Of course animals eat other animals. Right. We know this from watching documentaries. Mm-hmm. Right. And cheetahs and leopards right and so of course the megalodon, is going its main food source is going to be other animals
0: right but they so they Disneyed that way they,
1: they did a little bit yes yeah. there's a very it, it had a lot of personification qualities and mm-hmm. and a lot of things that we know to be true about whales because we've watched them grieve and things but like they that this
0: sausage party that so that was
1: a little <laughs> that, that was a whale. little rough yeah um however they were trying to make you feel scared of the monster.
0: Right, and that that's fine. Because
1: uh, at a certain point, if you come face-to-face with a megalodon in real life, aren't you just going to be like, Okay, well, this is a good way to go. But that's kind of my
0: problem with the movie, though. And this is where I keep overthinking the Meg movie. But, like, so that moment there is something that a better movie would have taken seriously and i feel like it's like something that they kind of dipped their toe in the water of trying to make you do and then like all the things with like you know the speeches about shark fin soup and like you know we did what we do we discover then we kill like i felt like that was them kind of dipping their toe in the water of trying to be taken seriously
1: i think that's a fair uh, critique of the movie yeah
0: and i i like i said i would have liked it if it would have just if it would have picked a lane and gone with it and if they would have been like you know what, there hasn't been an objectively good shark movie since Jaws. We want to make that movie. I would have been all on board. Or if they were like, you know what? We want to do Sharknado, but, but let's do better it, effects. Yeah, let's do it with them with a movie that you can actually enjoy. And I definitely think it was more on that route. Yes. But I, I agree. felt I felt like they wanted to have it both ways and it didn't fully succeed at either one. Now, I will follow that up with saying, You should see this movie. It was it is, very fun. It is very fun. Uh, you know, three out of five disembodied whale tails is not a bad critique. Uh, but I,
1: It was exactly what I expected. Yeah. Uh, you know, I could have done with one more, like, shark eating a boat or shark mm. eating a helicopter would have made me pretty happy. Yeah. Um, but, like, the offhanded comments about the animal rights didn't really bother me because they, they were thrown away. Mm-hmm. Uh, which might be your problem with it. It I, was like, well, either make a statement or don't. Yeah. It, but they were such a throwaway thing. It didn't really, it didn't mess with me any. It,
0: it's kind of like if it's in a movie and they start talking about like, you know, there's a Harvey Weinstein character who's assaulting women, and they they're just like, yes, that's wrong. Nobody should do that. And now, right, let, and then they
1: throw it away. Yeah. And it now let's go back to watching this
0: monster destroy the movie. It's like, well, where did that come? you
1: know Yeah, that's a, I think it's a valid critique of the film.
0: That's what stops it from being a four point three for me. That's valid. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's a that's a totally valid critique. I I don't expect that much from shark movies. That
0: and yeah, again, I just I I'm, I'm take myself with a grain of salt that I am probably overthinking the movie. I
1: really I love I I really wanted to see that opening shot of it in the in the tank, and I and I was very satisfied with how long that tank shot lasted. Mm-hmm. Um, and, again, I love sharks flopping on boats. It makes me really happy. Um, and I, I liked all the shark week comments, and I and I liked the kind of human money villain. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a funny character. I, I did find it weird. Satisfied when he was eaten.
0: I did find it weird. Again, that's another place where I think the movie wanted to have it both ways. It almost felt like some of the moments with him were from reshoots.
1: <laughs> yeah, oh, I'm sure the, they were. Like,
0: like obviously you know, he makes this really emotional speech and then he leaves and then it's like it turns out he's like, Yeah, now we're gonna kill this shark. But it is such a hard turn that I could only sit there and think and because like he's played pretty serious at the, towards the beginning of the movie too, where like, you know, people are trapped down there and most character so Dwight I,
1: thought, I think that's just a that's just well, a villain move. That well, was no, 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 just no. to make you so, trust him to turn it on you, which so I never Dwight did. Dwight
0: from the office is the money guy, right? And, you know, he does a pretty good job at it. But most of the time in movies like these, especially schlocky ones, if there's the money guy, as soon as something goes wrong, the money guy's always like, well, what about my sub? What about my sub? And everybody's like, well, there are people down there. So at the very beginning, whenever the sub first gets trapped, he's like, oh my God, how do we save them? Like he is all on board for doing the right thing. So
1: I think think in the director's defense there, I think they wanted that. I think what they wanted is for you to trust him Mm -hmm. so that his flip was more dramatic. The problem is, nobody bought it. But, Everybody was distrusting of yeah. him. Yeah. Well, the
0: the problem too is that I mean it's just casting because I think Rain Wilson is actually a, a lot better of an actor than people give him credit for. Uh even in like House of a Thousand Corpses. Uh I mean of course he this it, a
1: Rob Zombie film? Yes it is. Yeah. It's
0: the one where they turn him into a I merc- hate that one. It, it's not a good movie.
1: I hate Rob Zombie. <laughs> Not as a person, just his movies. No,
0: we're, trust me, I'm gonna have lots of thoughts whenever we talk about the new Halloween movie. Uh, I, you know, I didn't here. even
1: watch it, because I just I'm, he's so gross. Yeah,
0: but either. The Meg
1: wasn't gross, either. Right. So, if, if you were afraid of it being, uh, grotesque.
0: It, it is a largely bloodless movie.
1: Yeah, there's really not a lot of gore. It's a lot of implied, and a lot of swallowing mm-hmm. whole. Right. Um, I did. I did. However, question when that guy climbed on that whale carcass. Mm. I was like, you would be vomiting. Yeah,
0: but so before I lose my train of thought, so it's Dwight from the Office, and he's <laughs> he's good in this movie, and he plays both versions, like the serious, like you know, yes, I want I want to make sure everybody's okay, well, and also the yeah, we got to stop this because of lawsuits. Like he does that well. But I do wonder if any of those did come from reshoots because it was so jarring and to me it was distracting. Again, if they would have just picked a lane and stuck with it, this guy's a dick the whole time. I
1: think one of your issues, Jordan, mm-hmm. is that the script was really bad. Oh yeah, that. And I, we should probably touch on this because we haven't really yet. But the script is terrible.
0: Yeah, the
2: script is like, not good. Like, there's
1: pretty much nothing about the script that was good except for the fact that there were hilarious one-liners. Mm-hmm. Um, but, the like, the script is really bad. And I, I actually did, I, I think I would have had a lot of fun doing a movie like this, but I did feel bad for some of the actors, who I know to be very good actors, who had to say some really terrible lines and still couldn't sell them. Well, so the lead actress... <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: so, like, she's apparently, like, one of the biggest movie stars in China. And, and like, one of the most respected. She did a good job. Yeah, well, and, like, you could, you could tell, like, especially in the scenes where she was uh, speaking in Chinese, that she, like, she was, like, really good, you know? Uh, whenever she was speaking in English, you could just tell that English wasn't her first language, but, I mean, like... That
1: didn't bother me. No, no, but no. the that, script was bad. That didn't bother me
0: either. But, yeah, like, if if she was saying it in her first language, it wouldn't have been any better. What
1: was that line? What did he say? You know when you go down there that you take your life in your hands. Yeah. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> what, are we, what are we doing right what, now?
0: What, what am I doing when I cross the street on what the way back to my mean? car? What does mean?
1: Yeah. Uh, and there was a lot of stuff like that where you were like, what are they saying right now
0: right but like it's almost like they wrote out all the one-liners were like oh my god we have to write a movie now y- yeah I, <laughs> if this movie definitely th- what
1: it felt if like this
0: movie were 30 years older this would have been prime 80s schwarzenegger absolutely yeah.
1: absolutely yeah
0: which i mean Statham does a good job with movies like uh,
1: that. honestly if i had gotten the script i would have wanted to do it too yeah but but there are just some lines that i think those poor actors couldn't so
0: no, no, like I don't think like that one. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and many others.
0: Yeah. Now I did love the uh the tech in the movie, you know, they uh, they made him kind of a, to be the token African American guy. Like they had him start rapping in one
1: scene. I I I questioned that. I really enjoyed him.
0: No, I really like him but, as an actor. But but
1: I did question that. I was like, really Hollywood, we we went with like a stereotypical like token black character and, that, and, like... And
0: again, you and I are about as white as it can possibly be, so maybe yeah. we're not qualified to really talk I, on yeah, this. Yeah, maybe
1: but, not. Maybe we should ask a black person. Yeah,
0: but it did, like, it was something that I noticed. Now, I will say that him Let's as an Janelle. actor, uh, Paige Kennedy...
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, so he was on, I, I reckon... I know he... I think he was on, like, The Wire or Oz or something like that. I knew him from Uh Weeds. He was he was one of the antagonists on Weeds for a couple of seasons. Yeah, really yeah, good. I remember watching it. Uh, he, was, uh, he was also... Um, on My Name is Earl, when yes. they sent Earl to prison, he was the one who was secretly in love with the other gang leader. And, like, he's always great to watch. I just kind yeah, of... Yeah, he's a good actor. I Like, to me, there were parts where I felt uncomfortable with what they did with this character. But well, again, so I it, don't know if I'm if I'm over Maybe you were being whatever.
1: sensitive, yeah. Well, it was interesting that you say that, though, because I did just watch uh, an interview with a, a woman who was talking about uh, black female tropes in uh-huh. movies and how, like... There's there's three main black female tropes. There's the oversexed whore,
2: uh-huh.
1: the mammy, mm-hmm. and the sassy black friend. Right. And he fell into the sassy black friend category. Right. And they and they do that often in movies. Mm-hmm. And and it is interesting because and this movie did do a pretty good job of being pretty diverse for, for it, a normal it, no it was action incredibly movie.
0: diverse and what I, what the, I will say is that like it did. The script made him out to be more of a token black character as as opposed to his relationship with the other characters. Because as far as everybody else in the movie was concerned, like, these are their closest friends. And so, like, it didn't make it out to be like, you know, oh, we collected another race or anything like that. Yeah, I I agree. I
1: I, I did have, I did wonder about that, though. I did question that choice to make him such a, like, a jokey, like, stereotypical black trope. And not that I didn't enjoy it, right, I just was like...
0: It was distracting to me when they had him rap because yeah. I'm like, of course they did.
1: Yeah. yeah. It, it, like, a white person definitely wrote the script. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was uh, very clear. No, no.
0: no. It, I'm assuming they're all white, but, like, it took three white people to write the script. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess we are making an assumption there, but it, it was not... It, it was a very white script. Yeah,
0: uh, and then the... Which uh, is...
1: There were a lot of problems with it.
0: And then the head of the, like, the woman's father, they kind of had him out to be, like, the mystical Asian.
1: Yeah, the, and, and, like, he was hard on her as a child. Yeah, chi- yeah the,
0: I... And then, yeah, the only, the only uh, non-white character who I thought that they did well in this movie was Hero from Heroes. And, you know, he dies in the first half hour. uh, But, like... Like They didn't make him out to be a stereotypical Asian. No, they didn't. He was
1: a very funny... Yeah, he was the one you felt the most empathy for when he died. Which they probably did on purpose. Yeah,
0: but I think maybe that's one of the reasons why uh, Why why DJ stuck out so much to me. Because the movie started off being like, oh, it's actually handling diversity really well.
1: Yeah, and then nobody's playing a trope, but then he did. And and you were like, oh.
0: And again, (laughs) guys, Lennon and I are like you look at us and it's like you guys are wasps aren't you
1: my my sister traced our DNA heritage all the way back the farthest back we can trace it is the Isle of Caucasia
0: right so, <laughs> so it's literally I have
1: a I have a long line of white privilege behind yeah. me so
0: but like you know from a couple of white people who may be a little overly sensitive on things like that it's just something that we notice so it's worth mentioning
1: yeah and maybe it would be it would be worth it to like get our black friends opinions on it like mm-hmm. I, I would definitely like because I know Janelle wants to see it and I would like to get her opinion.
0: Yeah, well, when this does go live, uh, whenever I get this up, you know, leave leave some comments on, on any of our pictures. I'll put up a picture about the Meg. You know, I'd like to hear if you guys think that we're just being, you know overly sensitive white people
1: we might be because because right now we're we're trying to be very sensitive as Mm -hmm. a a culture and i I think that's okay i think you have to go kind of too far in one Mm -hmm. direction to get the balance right yeah
0: but i am perfectly happy if somebody if somebody's like no you guys have it all wrong and i'm just gonna be like cool i want to hear the right way
1: yeah i Uh, also just think there's probably a middle ground we're like uh is it slightly weird yeah does anyone care no it might be the case i don't know yeah, I don't know. I'll be I'll be curious to know what the African American community thinks. Yeah, uh, that that would be an interesting uh, topic to explore mm-hmm. because he but, was so overt.
0: Yeah, but definitely uh, he was great. He
1: yeah. was so much fun. Definitely, Please though,
0: come to our uh, Instagram page. It's the only thing on social media we currently have up. Uh, I'm going to put up a picture for the Meg up here. If you guys have any comments or uh, questions, you know, Jess and I are pretty good about checking it. It's on our phones, product of our generation, blah, I would. Blah,
1: blah. I would love to know what Jessica's thoughts were on some of the water stunts. Mm-hmm. I've, like, I'm really curious to hear her opinion I'm, on some of this stuff. So I think you guys probably know this, but Jessica is a stunt woman and a mm-hmm. stunt coordinator and fight choreographer and uh i was thinking like wow there is a lot of underwater shaking going on yeah. there were there were i don't know if i don't know if they i mean i know they were considered stunts but i would be curious to know what she thought of them because it felt yeah. to me like a little bit of a cop out well, with the bubbles and the shaking like yeah. i was like you didn't do a stunt you just shook the camera underwater for well, a
0: second the entire idea cuz she was supposed to come down on this trip with me for at least the first week and the entire idea was for Lennon to join the two of us on seeing this movie so I am disappointed that she didn't get to see it with us uh eventually I'll get her to see it and maybe she'll I'll have her uh post some thoughts on it uh Lennon where can people find you
1: people can find me on Instagram at Lennon D Hobson and yes I was named after John Lennon so it's spelled L-E-N-N-O-N so Lennon D Hobson on Instagram or on Facebook you can follow me at Lennon Hobson dancer and choreographer
0: Mm -hmm. uh Twitter
1: uh Lennon Hobson
0: cool And uh, do you have anything that you want to plug? I know that you're, this will probably be up after you're done with Starry, but you're just finishing up uh, Starry.
1: I am, yeah. I'm just finishing up a musical at Rockwell. It's an original show called Starry about Vincent Van Gogh and his brother. Um, It's very, very fun. I had the pleasure to choreograph and perform in it, and we have sold out our West Coast debut at Rockwell and are hopefully going to have extensions. Yeah. So be on the lookout for my posts about Starry if you want to come Mm -hmm. uh, see us dance and sing and perform.
0: Yeah, I mean, I went and saw it uh, a couple days ago, and from what I could See in here. I liked it. Is not in a very good venue for the show. I think the show has a lot of ambition. I would like to see it at a proper venue.
1: Same. Uh, I think the show. I think the show is very very yeah. well done. But
0: there is a point in the Rockwell. If you ever go see things at the Rockwell, uh, first of all, they're going to charge you nine dollars for a watered down beer. That's that is like. It's like a it bar tacos. in Silver
1: Lake. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, and uh, they might sit you behind a pillar. And But
1: I'll... the ticket price at Rockwell is worth uh, the music alone for Star. Yeah, no,
0: Starry was really good. And if uh, definitely keep an eye out for things that Lennon posts on social media. And uh, like I said, if you if you can go see it at the Rockwell, go see it. Otherwise, keep an eye out if it's going to be at a more traditional venue because it is definitely worth seeing. A lot of the music in there was really good, and Lennon's choreography is great in it.
1: And if you... Oh, thank you. You're Uh, If you are a horror movie fan and you liked what I have to say about uh, horror films and suspense thrillers and Bad Shark movies, then you will probably be a big fan of the theater company that we are launching in October in Los Angeles called Boomstick Theater. Oh, really? And yeah, we have a fundraiser for our inaugural season coming up at the El cid on Sunset on October 26th. Um, You can find us on Facebook at Boomstick Theater or on Instagram at Boomstick Theater and uh, we will have and all the informations on our website at www.boomsticktheater.com. Mm-hmm. We've got Alice playing a rock concert and we're doing a couple numbers um, from Evil Dead. And we're going to have a a really fun uh, Halloween-themed fundraiser for everyone to launch our first season.
0: Nice. Well, you guys know you need to hit me up for uh, some uh, original music. Absolutely. So thanks for tuning in, guys. Uh, Lennon, you're wonderful. You're awesome. I want to get you on another episode sometime soon. Uh, Make sure to like and subscribe, especially on Apple. The more you like, the more you subscribe, the more we can give you. Uh, Find us at Instagram, Date Night at the Movies, SoundCloud at the same. And we'll look forward to seeing you next time.